Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Greetings, fans of the esoteric. And welcome to... Magenta Presents. Tis I, the Madam of Peculiar Tales, the Dark Dowager of Weirdness, the High Priestess of Creepy Lurky Things that Lick Themselves Loudly in the Night... Magenta, that's that's me, if you forgot my name. And Bernard, I'm here too. Oh, yes. Today's offering is a short story called Alexander Fredor, written and performed by Suzanne Andrade, who just so happens to be here with us right now in our caravan at Misty Moor Rectory. Oh, that's the name of the house, Misty Moor Rectory, the one we're renovating. Yes, I yes. don't think we've mentioned its name before. Have we not? We never mentioned it's called Misty Moor Rectory. No, I think... I think it slipped our mind. Goodness, how remiss of us, how forgetful, how absent-minded. Incidentally, should we tell the good people at home where they can hear more about Misty Moore Rectory? Oh, I suppose so, yes. Because, yes, you see, we have a second podcast series called Madame Magenta Sonos Mystica, and we've just embarked on a fourth season in which we talk about our our new business which we've started uh, in order to raise money to renovate this ridiculous big house that we now have. Yes, so the new business is called um, Magenta and Bernard's Paranormal Investigations, M&B. We've shortened it to that to make it sound a bit more, you know, professional. Yes. We thought it best to confine the ghost hunting and the house renovations to our sillier channel and have the more sinister atmospheric stuff here on Magenta Presents. Talking of which, Bernard, increase the sinister atmosphere levels, please. Ah, right you are. Oh, that's better. There we go. Mm. Very nice. Now, as I said, the author of today's story is sitting right here, staring at us, unblinking. Bit creepy, actually. Thin plumes of smoke are coming from her nostrils. Did you notice that, Bernard? I I had started to notice a a haze in the air, yes. She is preparing herself to perform. It's typical actor stuff. This is what they do. They have to warm up first. So while she's doing that, shall we introduce her? Yes, yes, let's. But what can one say about Suzanne? Well, one could say she's the co-founder and co-artistic director of Theatre Company 1927, who have awards coming out of the wazoo. Despite all this success and acclaim, Suzanne didn't turn into a monster. Missed opportunity, if you ask me. Bernard, where did we first meet Suzanne? Uh, well, a safe guess would be a key party. Oh, yes, of course, it must have been an esoteric key party. Do you remember which cursed key Suzanne got that night there? I, I can't... You know, I normally recall this sort of thing, but I just... I just... I can't remember. Get me too, I know what you mean. I'm, I'm really struggling. Has our lifetime of psychedelics caught up with us? Possibly, or, or it could be the smoke coming from Suzanne's nostrils. There's something rather confuddling about it. Oh, <coughs> gosh, I think you might be right. <laughs> uh, it's really filled the caravan. <clears throat> uh, turn on the extractor fan, Bernard. Uh, we're going to have to wake it up. Wake it up, Bernard! All right, all right. 
Suzanne? Suzanne, are you with us? Hello? Oh, uh, there we go. Oh, the smoke is clearing. Oh, thank goodness. Are you ready, Suzanne? She's ready. And now, Magenta presents Alexander Fredor by Suzanne Andre. One morning, after a particularly damp and restless night, Alexander Freda clawed her way out of a beastly dream. She awoke from this wretched nightmare to the sound of her own hair-raising screams. On rising, Alexander discovered a gaping wound in the side of her head. Her pillow was bloated with blood and a thick, custody pus stained the bed. Alexander's entire memory had leaked from this exit wound, and it was making its merry way across the floor, gathering carpet fluff and stray hair as it headed for the open door, slugging over Alexander's boxes and books and spiralling down the stairs. Mrs. Alexander Freda's memory was morphing into a living, breathing creature. A ghastly smelling piece of gristle with almost human features. It was the colour of sunburnt flesh and the shape of a poached egg. It had a small, swollen, winking eye and the beginnings of a muscular leg. Alexander's amber eyes swivelled in her hollow head. She scanned the unfamiliar room stood on quivering legs. She simply could not remember who she was or how she'd come to reside in this house, on this street. She bambi walked into the hall in pursuit of the runaway memory, its yoki residue on the soles of her feet. She chased it through that unknown home and into the front garden, where it rolled into a flower bed. Alexander seized its chubby little leg tried to force it back into the hole in her head, but it simply wouldn't fit. It appeared to have swollen, and it was caked in cat shit. It squirmed free of Alexander's grip, ambled around the garden gathering speed. Into the pond it splashed, pursued by Alexander, who floundered through mouthfuls of frog spawn and pondweed. It dodged Alexander's desperate clawing grasps, vaulted over the garden gate and down the garden path. A horrified man and child looked on from the safety of the front door. Why's mummy got no clothes on, daddy? Why's she crawling about on the floor? But Alexander was deaf to her daughter's cries, for she was but a stranger through amnesiac eyes. And as she fled the family home, she did not glance behind. They say she abandoned her husband and child when she lost her mind. She chased her memory through bramble bush, through thorn, a relentless cat and mouse from dusk until dawn, stalking her recollections until feet grew sore. 
hounding her history forevermore. And one day, when the seasons changed, the memory creature turned. Alexander was the one pursued. And after many moons, a distance between them grew. Alexander knows not from what she runs, for she glimpses it only in the dead of night, in the eye of a storm, or in the rays of fading afternoon light, looking over her shoulder for a predator that dogs her every twist and turn, pursued by her formative years and all the lessons learned. They say she abandoned her family when she lost her mind. In pursuit of the past, Alexander Freder left the present behind. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you into the Mythos Mysteries, a live play pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imagining. Our story begins with two erstwhile companions on a long and winding road. They think they are fleeing danger, but greater horror awaits them when they arrive. For they are not just running away from mortal danger, but towards the Mythos Mysteries. Whoever you are, we're not scared of you. You hear a voice from inside that says, Please, help. I'm inside the dresser, help. Now I need you to listen to my very explicit instructions here, Adrian. Okay. Please ready your punching fists. Yeah, they're always ready. Now I'm going (laughs) to... I'm going to open the door. Okay. And we're going to look inside the dresser. What if we don't? Could we not? (laughs) I need you to be brave for me. Okay. You were always very brave. Okay. Okay. So we're going to open the door and you're going to look in the dresser. And then what? And then if I tell you to. Yeah. We're going to punch it. The dresser? (laughs) (laughs) You said I had to be very, you said explicit. If there is someone in the dresser. I'm punching. We're going to punch him. What if it's a ghost? Well, then we're going to have ourselves a fun time. Like a party? (laughs) Like a birthday party. Okay, so we'll do some dancing and there will be a cake. Hopefully the ghost brought it. Yes. Okay, I can do this. Okay. I'm going to open the door now. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to open the door. You open the door and the dresser is back upright. All the drawers are back inside. But now it is next to the window and the bed is in a different corner. Of course it is. And the blood is pooling on the floor instead of the ceiling. It's dripping up. The Mythos Mysteries. Episodes are available now.